The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. The Exxon is heard right around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and our family of broadcast affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. Toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at Hotmail.com, and our website, www.exxoneradiotv.com. My guest this hour is Darab Lawyer. He is one of the authors of Revelation 911, Son of Apollo. His co-author is Clinton Libby. And uh, this is a novel of the new Revelation 911 series, a modern-day epic that prophesizes the future as we prepare to enter the day of the new age of Aquarius, where the never-ending battle between good and evil will finally be decided. Joining me now is Darab Lawyer. The website is www.sonofapollo.com, and that's S-U-N of Apollo.com. Darab, welcome to the X-Zone. Yeah, thanks for having me, Rob. Appreciate it. Uh, Darab, tell us a little bit about yourself and what is your fascination or what is the motivation be- behind your new book uh, revelation 911 son of apollo well rob what created the book son of apollo was a vision or a dream that i had about stonehenge the pyramids and the belt stars of orion mm-hmm. and that led to the creation of Son of Apollo, in which a comet explodes over Stonehenge. It beams energy into Stonehenge. And we give uh, the fascination with what the ancient wonders do has always been a passion of mine. I've always tried to figure out what these ancient wonders do. And the Stonehenge is a decoding station takes the messenger sent by God. Comets, if you uh, might take a step back here, are considered messengers sent by God to foreshadow things to come. So in a layman's terms, the War of 18, the comet that showed up in 1811 uh, foreshadowed the War of 1812, okay? Mm -hmm. So pretty much what happens in Son of Apollo is that a comet explodes over Stonehenge. It beams energy into Stonehenge. Stonehenge is an ancient decoding device 
that translates the information, blasts it out into the Earth's energy matrix, and all of a sudden the protagonist or main character wakes up and he's seeing pyramids. Fascinating. Now, your name, Darib, that's, that's, a, that's a rather unusual name. Yeah, it is, and pretty much it comes from ancient, uh, the saga of the Aryans. And I just wanted to start out by saying in ancient times, mm-hmm. Aryan meant race of noble ones. We were all races of noble ones till evil first came to this planet and divided and conquered, and we still await the supreme being to come back and right the wrongs that were done back in the ancient times. So pretty much Darab was the general of the Aryan Empire, and in Persian creationism, they believed in that the Garden of Eden was the ancient city of Orion, which was um, in Arianism, the, I would say the religion is Zoroastrianism. And I'm sure you've seen that in the Zoroastrians basically foretold they were the first monotheistic religion. Um, Judaism disputes this and says that they're dualistic. Darab, stand by. You and I have to take our two-minute commercial break. Uh, ExoNation, Darab Lawyer is our special guest. He is the co-author of Revolution 911, Son of Apollo. We'll be back on the other side of this uh, break in two minutes. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.x. ZBN.net. 1-800-610-7035 Worldwide Toll Free. Email TV.com on MSN Messenger. TV at Hotmail.com and our website TV.com. Darab Lawyer is our special guest this hour and he is the, the co-author 
with uh, Clint and Libby of Revelation 911, Son of Apollo. Uh, before we went to the commercial break, you were telling us the origin of your name, Darab, which is, is rather unique. And um, maybe we can just finish this off because I, I really do want to hop into the into the meat of the topic and talk about the Mayan calendar and such. Great, yeah. yeah pretty much, uh, Darab was a general of the Aryan Empire when evil first came to this planet. And in Son of Apollo, we say that God, and in there, in the saga of the Aryans, God basically, evil became very powerful. And they had to trap evil on this planet. Mm -hmm. God had to trap evil. So he unveiled the blue planet, Earth's final battleground, in which we look at it now as, this is the final battleground where good and evil will finally be decided. Let, let, let me ask you this, uh, Darab. Why do you think the idea of 2012 as a phenomenon is gaining such traction and widespread viral popularity in our modern culture in the 21st century? Well, I mean, you can look at this in a variety of ways, but, you know, Son of Apollo does take the position that all the world's religions and New Age philosophies can be integrated into a single truth. When you integrate science, religion, astrology, and other New Age philosophies together, you can get, you know, that type of special view that the world, mm -hmm. which embraces new thoughts without, you know, offending our, tradi our ancient traditions. It's pretty much what we tried to achieve in Son of Apollo. In Son of Apollo, you integrate Mayan and religious prophecy into a tale of good versus evil that will end on December the 21st, 2012. Can you expand a little bit on this? Yeah. They are, you know, it all starts with the end of the Mayan calendar. The Maya were expert keepers of time, and it's been funny. We've been on so many radio shows, mm -hmm. and that's such a warm embracing from the public on the novel that when you look at it, they could predict a solar, a lunar eclipse thousands of years into the future. Right. And one funny thing is that when we speak to people, they go, oh, well, did they, you know, coordinate the leap year that we had this year? Mm -hmm. And you know what? Of course they did. And, you know, it would have been a funny, ironic twist to the book, and we, Clinton and I did think of that. But, you know... They know what they're talking about, and if they can predict a lunar or solar eclipse thousands of years in the future. In, in fact, in fact, the Mayans knew well before Galileo that, you know, that the solar system and the evolution and the and the way the solar system works. He, they knew this before Galileo. Yeah, they did, yeah. and that's a great point that you brought up. Um, when you look at it, they all thought that every, you know, the world thought in the beginning that mm -hmm. if you if you took a ship and you you were going to fall off the end of the earth, right? And everything then revolved around the earth because, of course, everything revolved around the earth. Right. Well, looking at the looking at the people back then, their their limited knowledge of of the world. They didn't have Google Map. They didn't have a globe that they could look at. And yet, the Mayan, who were expert astronomers, expert mathematicians, knew what was what the what the real story was. Yeah, and they did it thousands of years. In thirty one fourteen yep. BC was the beginning of the Mayan calendar. 
and it was called The Birth of Venus. Mm -hmm. Now, in Son of Apollo, the way we take the slant is that on December 21st, 2012, will be the death of Venus, unless true love is found between the main character and his female soulmate. Ah, so... I've noticed that in Son of Apollo, you use creative interpretations of science, astrology, and religion. Now, how do you integrate these themes into your book, Son of Apollo? You know what? That took a long time to do. It must have. It was it was a job, um, so to say. In Son of Apollo, we you know pretty much took the position that all the world's religions and philosophies can be integrated into a single truth. I want to get back to Zoroastrianism, because Zoroastrianism, which was the first religion which was considered to birth all religions, was considered the mother of all religions. And everything came out of that, even though the even though Judaism claimed that it was dualistic in nature with a mm -hmm. god of good and a god of evil, but in Zoroastrianism, they claim that the god of good wins. So pretty much... It can't be that it is dualistic. All right. So, so let me ask you. Let, let me ask you this: What makes Son of Apollo so unique in this day and age? Well, you know what? There's several messages that we're trying to send our readers. You know, first, there's going to be balance between. See, the the new age of Aquarius. And I just wanted to explain to the listeners today that, you know, going back to the 1960s where the New Age of Aquarius was dawned, mm -hmm. they were feeling the revolution. And in today's society, you hear it, you're feeling the revolution, you're seeing it in everyday modern society, in every culture. You know, everybody believes in an end-of-days prophecy. Well, not that, everybody, I don't. Well, pretty much most cultures believe why? Because in what Son of Apollo is based upon is that the ending, the ending of a battle between good and evil will finally be decided. And that when you look at it, there has to be change. Sure and there has as to be we change. go into the we generation, mm -hmm. which is about the age of Aquarius, where the age of Leo 12,500 years ago was about the age of I. I, 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 I. Too much I doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah, there's okay? no I in team. That's right. <laughs> exactly. So when you look at it, the age of Aquarius is about the... And you're seeing this with social media, okay? What do people do? They go on Facebook. They go on Twitter. Where do I go to eat? What do I do? How do I go on to find out? You know, they ask their friends about things. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's the we generation, you know, so many things have been built upon, you know, you know, going into, you know, religion, science. Um, if you, you know, pretty much Son of Apollo is like a mission impossible into the kingdom of the Antichrist. Okay? That's what it is in a nutshell. All right. Okay? So, so you're taking a little bit of everything and throwing it into the melting pot, and you came out with Son of Apollo. Right. And that was the beauty of it, that... When I had the dream and vision, mm -hmm. and I and what I did was, Rob, I wrote down. I woke up in the morning, and I wrote down. I drew a map of Milky Way, unbeknownst 
that it was the Milky Way. And I drew the belt stars of Orion. And then I found out and I looked and I was like, well, the, in the age of Leo, that the belt stars aligned with the pyramids. They were built in alignment with the pyramids. So what I did was I took that and I said, well, in my birth chart, astrological chart, you have, I have three grand trines. Now, just to tell you, Nostradamus had three grand trines in water signs, okay? I have three grand trines in water signs. The protagonist in Son of Apollo does not have three grand trines in water signs. He has three grand trines, earth, air, water. I mean, earth, air, and fire, okay? He lacks the water grand trine, which Nostradamus called aquatic triplicity, which is the grand trine of water, and that the Antichrist would have. So the protagonist, Darius Prince and Son of Apollo, needs what the Antichrist has in order to create balance and take us to the next level, where the Antichrist has the elements needed from Darius Prince to destroy good and take us into a state of eternal darkness. You know, I notice that you're using Greek mythology versus uh, Christianity, the Book of Apocalypse, and you're also throwing in the Mayan calendar. You're throwing in the age of Aquarius of the 60s. You know, what is the, what is the straightforward flow of the book? Well, the one thing that we always, when we wrote the book, Son of Apollo, we looked at, you know, we wanted to integrate everything together. Uh, Clinton and I, to take a step back, went to Bible camp together, mm-hmm. okay, in Romney, New Hampshire. And we were schooled in the prophecies of Revelation, that we were deeply into the apocalypse, that the world was going to end, the seas were going to turn red, locusts with the faces of man. I mean, you know what? It didn't scare me one bit. I, I loved it. I love Ozzy Osbourne. I love all the apocalypse. I mean, I consider rock and roll bands to be, you know, prophets who were singing about the apocalypse. You know, so it just drove me, and I looked at it, and I was really so infatuated with it that, you know, we, you know, everything happens for a reason, Rob. Yes, sir. And that's the message we're trying to say in Son of Apollo. And when we, you look at the way we intertwined astrology, mythology, religious prophecy, numerology, I mean, you would just be fascinated that we could put it into 271 pages. I mean, we could have written an anthology. It's our Iliad. It's our Odyssey. Okay? Apollo was the, the god of light, prophecy, music, and poetry. And we combine that all into a fast-moving action-adventure thriller in which all that with a new world order attached and a chip-based cashless society that is controlled by a one-world government will come into play. And if you're Orwellian in nature or you've read Aldous Huxley, you'll definitely agree that, you know, we are under this guise of this new world order, even though some people turn a blind eye to it. You and I have to take a commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Darab, please stand by. Darab. Um, let me see. Dara Bloyer is our special guest, Exonation, www.sunofapollo.com. That's www.sun 
of Apollo.com. And uh, we'll be back on the other side of this news break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. This is the X-Zone Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. And welcome back, everyone. Uh, Dara Bloyer is our special guest. He is the co author of a, of a, of a very interesting book uh, that uh, certainly would make a welcomed addition to any library out there. It's entitled Revelation 911. Son of Apollo, and Sun is spelled S-U-N, not S-O-N, but S-U-N of Apollo. Their website is www.sonofapollo.com. Co-author Clinton Libby is going to be with me next week uh, talking about this this fascinating book. And uh, Dara, I want to thank you so much for joining us. You certainly bring a, a different perspective to um, the end of the world scenarios. And, and as we both know that Throughout history, there have been well over 280-some-odd end-of-the-world prophecies that have been made, and thankfully, none have come true to this point. What makes December the 21st, 2012 so different? Well, there will be a galactic alignment between yep. the Sun, the Earth, and the Milky Way gal- uh, center of the Milky Way galaxy on that date. And they call it the Dark Rift. This is a black hole that will be in alignment with us. Now, a tremendous 
force, which is the most powerful force in the universe, will be unleashed on that day. How do we know that? Well, if you look at the astronomers and you go anywhere and Google it or go online, you'll see that they have found with the with the um, with the telescope mm-hmm. that there is a black hole at the center of the Milky Way galaxy. Okay. So when you look at that. Now, what happens when we're in alignment? Do we get sucked into a black hole and of all of a sudden we go to the next level? Nope. Or are we going into a black hole? Because I think, what was the movie um, back in the 70s when I was a little kid or 80s? It was uh, The Black Hole, and you wondered how you could get through a black hole without being crushed. It's the most destructive force of nature. But if there is a black hole there now, and planets aren't being sucked into it, there hasn't been any deviation, as far as astronomy knows, pertaining to the uh, the Milky Way or the solar system. There hasn't been any any scientifically monitored, monitored change. And the black hole is there now. Why... December well, the that's why we talk about science and religion, just like Dan Brown or other books have talked about science and religion. And how do you combine that? You know, how do you look at that and can and combine science and religion? You combine it with it's the the way we combine it in Son of Apollo is it's the evolution of the soul. Or could okay? it be? Or could it be the religion was? the beginning ways that man tried to understand his surrounding and the science is how we do understand it now and how we understand that these, the world of today is based on science and the world of yesterday and the agents was based on speculation. Well, that's a good point. You know, when you look at it, when you look at science and you look at religion mm-hmm. or you look at prophecy or you look at metaphysics, you look at things in a different, you know, I mean, everybody's got an opinion. And you know what they say about opinions, mm-hmm. you know. So when you, you know, you look at it, what are you going to What happens on that fateful day? Now, do now we you... all die of a horrible flaming death? Is it going to be? Yeah, granted, in Son of Apollo, if evil wins, yeah, there's a nuclear holocaust. Okay, mm-hmm. and if good wins, we ascend to the next level. It's so much about what you brought in about Kepler and, you know, I mean, sorry, Galileo. Yes. Kepler's also involved in that, um, which was a very fascinating thing you brought into, and we could speak about in, uh, you know, for hours on sure. this topic. But the whole thing is, is that Son of Apollo is about the evolution of the soul. We combine the two mm-hmm. and take it to the next level. So what we do is, in the age of Aquarius, which was dawned in the 1960s, okay? The 1960s, who capitalized mostly on the 1960s age of Aquarius issue? The Beatles. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. And... Frank Zappa came in mm-hmm. after and wrote, we're only in it for the money. Yeah. Okay? Those were two things. They made a billion dollars doing it, and they capitalized on the age of Aquarius, which was they brought the issue into the public eye. 
they didn't capitalize so much, but they brought it. They, they were visionaries and they wanted to, you know, revolution by the Beatles. Come on. Best song ever. Right. Yeah, it's up there in, in, in my favorites, but I, I, I look at, I look at the, the sixties a little differently than you do. You know, the music of the Beatles was actually inspired by Elvis Presley prior to and, them. And if you know about Elvis Presley, who is one of my favorites, along with Jim Morrison, mm-hmm. Elvis Presley was big into gospel. That's I don't right. even think people know that he did gospel. You know, and that was the major thing. I mean, that was the forefront when he went into studios and he started talking about things, and he was big into gospel. Then he changed, and I remember seeing his last concert when you know on tv i think it was right when he basically sung his last songs before he died but elvis presley was a legend he will always live on in my memories elvis was we all wanted to be like elvis you know but the whole thing is is that the you know frank zappa also came in along with the beatles and i and the funny thing is is that when i was a baby I was a child model, and I have pictures with Frank Zappa holding me as a baby, which is really ironic, considered of what we wrote and what he did with his um, music. What kind of research did you do for your book? I mean, did you actually go down to the Mayan, uh, the land of the Maya? Did you yeah, speak to course. the Mayans? Yeah, we went to the Maya. I went to Stonehenge. I felt the stones. Mm-hmm. There's tremendous power there. But the whole thing I've always been is that I've seen the future. I, I've been to hell. I've been to heaven. Before my father died, my father was a Zoroastrian. He accepted Christ as his Savior, mm-hmm. and he basically loved Christ so much that when he a day before he died, he came to my mother and he told us, that he spoke, Christ spoke to him, and that we would all be taken care of, and that he had to go, and the next day he died. Okay, so I mean there are different things, but I don't. I, I'm not. I'm still trying to put my finger on different issues mm-hmm. in regarding to religion, you know. But what I do find fascinating is my father's ancient religion, which is Zoroastrianism, which says. All religions are like streams that run into one ocean, which is God. Either you believe or you don't. Let, let me ask. Let me ask right? you this. You know, you, you've obviously done a lot of research. You've traveled, as you said, to the land of the Maya. You've gone to Stonehenge. You felt the pyramids. Why did you write your book as a novel? Because it just made the best sense and it could have been a 10,000 page novel I can we can Clinton and I can write another novel with what we dropped on the editing floor yeah but you you, have, under, you understand my question because people don't take novels seriously and yet you're the message the, the message that I'm seeing that you're trying to bring out is is something that should be looked at seriously yeah but how do you better do it within a book I mean a novel, people, the, I agree. However, when people hear the word novel, they think of fiction. Well, it is it is fiction because, you know, in the book, in Son of Apollo, we do combine 
different assets. We, we take, and, I, and this is a good point you brought up, Rob, and I thank you for bringing it up, that, you know, we have a new world order, two superpowers moving toward a chip-based cashless society in control of a one-world government, okay? And we use the British royal family, mm -hmm. even though they are fictitious in nature, we bring them up. We use other world leaders who are involved in today because it does deal in December in 2012, and it starts on February 16, 2012. So these people are involved. We didn't want to. We people are very smart these days. We thought about you know bringing it to a point where you know fine okay are we going to call him President Obama or are we going to call him Herbert Hussein Walker okay and make a fictitious character who you know is involved in the situation and we looked at it and we had to bring in the British royal family with it, but they are fictitious as well. So when you look at it, if you look at, did you ever read the Da Vinci Code? Sure have. Okay, Da Vinci Code is about Mary Magdalene's relationship with Jesus Christ. Exactly. Jesus Christ had children, mm -hmm. okay? Which, now that the Catholic Church <laughs> learned to keep their mouth shut and not blast people for doing it, <laughs> You know, they did, and they made Dan Brown very famous because of it. <laughs> you know, pretty much our novel, Son of Apollo, is about Prince William's relationship with the houses of David and Judah. And in biblical prophecy, as the United States and probably most of Canada is very well aware of, is about the relationship that you see in the modern day, how... how how is this in the prophecies of Revelation? How is the Messiah or the King of the world going to claim to be King of the world? He has to claim lineage to the royal houses of David and Judah. But, you know, in your book, what made you decide to use the real names of the British royal family? But then when it came to the President of the United States, the President of Egypt, or the Prime Minister of Israel, you went with fictitious names. Yeah, because people are very smart these days, Rob. And you know I, what? It was we we wanted to we didn't want it to be like a documentary. Why not? Because and we wanted to throw that we wanted to throw that element into it to make it you know fa a fantasy adventure that you know people looked at it and didn't take it too seriously in the point that yeah okay now it's all about what's going on right now mm -hmm. it's 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 a great tale it's a coming of age story a heroic tale where the protagonist embarks on a series of quests to find his soulmate and fulfill his destiny. And what the Age of Aquarius is about is totally that, is that balance between the divine feminine and divine masculine will be achieved in the Age of Aquarius. So what we did was we threw in the monkey wrench into mm -hmm. the chain, which snapped it and said, hey, let's do this and make it the never-ending battle between good and evil, which is our own Star Wars. If you've ever read... Anything, A Hero with a Thousand Faces from Joe Campbell mm -hmm. of how George Lucas wrote Star Wars, we can do the same thing. We have 12 ages, okay? But one thing I wanted to go back to is that the age we are shifting from the age of Pisces into the new age of Aquarius, okay? Which is about balance between men and women, you know? But one thing I wanted to ask you, Rob, 
Do you yes. believe that balance could be achieved? Yes, definitely. You do? I do. And if balance is achieved, which the Maya, see, there's a misconception about the Mayan calendar. They believe we go, that their calendar didn't start at the beginning and it doesn't end at the end. Okay? Their calendar started at 3114 B.C., okay, mm-hmm. which was the birth of Venus. Right. And we took, so, you know, it, it's, a, it's a fiction book. So we took the end date to coincide with the death of Venus, unless the protagonist or main character, Darius Prince, finds his soulmate and love is found. You know, there were many books that were written on this in different slants, you know, but we're not the slant of, you know, everything is, you know, all going to happen and we're all going to die flaming destructive deaths and nuclear warfare, you know, but we took a antagonist, mm-hmm. which are the ghostwriters or Amazon women in our novel, and that they've been lied to by men for so long in matriarchal versus patriarchal society, and that we take it and try and balance it, that they're going to, you know, try and upset the balance by siding with evil, and that Darius has to, you know, find out who he is and come of age and become a man and pretty much the rise of the new Roman Empire in biblical prophecy, um, according to Christians worldwide, that, you know, there will be an apocalyptic, you know, end. And most religions do believe that there is an end of days. All right, stand by. We've got to take our final break for this hour. Exxon Nation, our guest this hour is Darab Lawyer. He is the co-author of uh, Son of Apollo, www.sonofapollo.com. The name, of the uh, the exact name of the book is Revelation nine one one Son of Apollo. Once again, www.sunofapollo.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media. Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. X-Zone Nation, uh, Darab Lawyer is my special guest this hour. The name of their book he is the co-author of Revelation 9-1-1, Son of Apollo. And uh, next week, uh, his co-author, Clinton Libby, is going to be with us here in the X-Zone. Let me ask you one quick question, uh, Darrell, before we have to say so long. What happens December the 22nd comes, nothing has changed. December the 31st comes, nothing has changed. March the 16th. May the 30th, and the list goes on. Nothing has changed. What will this do to the New Age uh, movement? Well, you know what, Rob, that's a good question, because things are changing, Mm -hmm. and things will always change, okay? And in Son of Apollo, we are talking about change, okay, because we need change. And change is what makes us human, okay? Otherwise... Do you want to hear that we're going to be thrown into the bottomless pit? And, you know, bottom line is this. We 
are at the forefront of a new age, and it's the age of Aquarius. And the age of Aquarius is about balance, okay? We are like human antennas walking around on this planet, okay? Picking up signals, always learning things. And did you ever wonder why, like, you know, you picked up the phone, you called your friend Rob, and all of a sudden he picked up and said the phone didn't ring? Okay, it's about telecommunication, okay? And we can communicate through our minds as well, all right? But to get back to your question about is things, are things going to end? Honestly, I really think that things, are, it's just the beginning, you know? And we're going to go into a new age, I a agree. glorious new age, yep. in which we learn, we prosper. That is... If good wins, again, I have to say we wrote the novel based on good versus evil like Star Wars did. But, you know, you have to look at it in those aspects. As the Mayans say, 2012, awakening to a new era. <laughs> yes. You know, good. and we just came back from a, from a two-week expedition with the uh, with the Mayans in the land of the Maya. We went into the... Mayan mountains through the through the rainforest into the cave, the Mayan caves where they had uh, ceremonies. We talked to members of government, tour guides, uh, different institutions, and when you mentioned the end of the world prophecy, they laugh because nowhere, nowhere in any Mayan, any true Mayan uh, literature, does it ever mention the end of the world on December the twenty first, twenty twelve. Well, that's a whole misconception yeah. about the end of the world in 2012. Supposedly, it doesn't end. Of course not. We Be just go to a we go to a next level. Like if you when you read the Da Vinci Code, Dan mm -hmm. Brown touched on it. He said, "What was the Mona Lisa? The Mona Lisa was a hermaphrodite. Okay, a combination of man and woman. He only touched on it. I don't believe that he's." <laughs> That we're going to be combined in that way. I would hope not. No, neither do I. You know? Anyway, I. I uh, <laughs> but you know, we're going to go to the next level, and it's going to be a glorious new age. Dara, we have to say so long for today. I want to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Clinton will be with us next week. So, uh, Darab, thanks very much for joining us and taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. www.sonofapollo.com, Exonation. That's S U N of Apollo. Com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past as the Exxon continues. We're right here, live from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name's Rob McConnell. Whatever you do, do not go away.